Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm here with none other than the one and only Playoffs K. Let's call him, uh, you know, Conference Finals K. Conference Finals K. I actually love that alliteration. You know, that's that's how it should be, <laughs> Kaunda Chama. Uh, for those who might not know who you are, Conference Finals K. Um, it's been another glorious week of basketball action. We've had some amazing stuff in the WNBA. And of course, the NBA is delivering in spades. Um, There's actually been some some Champions League basketball in Europe as well that, uh, that, that, mm-hmm. that happened. But we won't necessarily go into that. I was watching the London Lions play. Um, man the game of basketball is just a beautiful beautiful thing um but for everybody listening um thank you for for joining us on yet another podcast um it's one of those things that we just love doing calendar you know when we talk about basketball we have the most fun absolutely cyrus it's it's kind of like you know when it comes to basketball we're, we're those kids with the best toys on the block you know? <laughs> exactly exactly everybody, <laughs> everybody wants, wants to, to play, play with us mm-hmm. <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about uh, the state of, of the conferences and, and how things are looking in the conference finals at the moment now obviously obviously things are really knee deep in the east and they obviously knee deep in the west and it's been really interesting because the journey to in the nba to get to this point has taken a lot of twists and turns We've spoken about Giannis and his failings. Subsequently, he's won the MVP award, and and I think f- thoroughly deserved. Though it was weird to me to see so uh, many people uh, arguing that fact. Um, but you know, I was one of those people. I was I, one of those people. What what are you arguing about it though? The awards stipulate it has to be for performances between two specific dates in the regular season. Giannis was the yep. best player in the NBA. His team was number one in the Eastern Conference and the NBA itself. I don't understand it. You can't retcon the awards because Giannis got knocked out of the, the playoffs and LeBron James ended the season really well. Well, that's not what I'm basing it on. You know, I, I mean, you and I will go back and forth on this. I know. And we'll end up agreeing to disagree. But yes, Giannis ended... Um, the, the season uh, with very good stats, actually mm-hmm. great stats, and his team ended up at the top of the Eastern Conference. But I still believe in terms of impact on team, LeBron had a bigger impact on his team. So than LeBron Giannis had a had bigger impact. LeBron, who had Anthony yeah. Davis and an entire roster of fairly good players, had a bigger mm-hmm. impact on his team than Giannis, who basically was there with his merry men in, in Milwaukee. Now, let me let you look at it differently. Let me let let you look at it differently, right? Yeah. The people that LeBron had to be leading and be better than, he had a higher, like you said, a higher level to work from than Yanis, who was playing with a whole bunch of merry men, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So he, he started from a very low base. So without even flapping an eyelid, Yanis was the best at the at, at the at, at the at the Bucks before you even start anything. Yeah. But LeBron wasn't always the best at, at the Lakers. He had AD. AD is no mug, and I think you and I will agree on this that AD is the future of the Lakers if he decides to stick no, around. No, no, I, right? I agree with that. But so this, who has this, more impact? You're, you're making the guy my that point. was playing, the guy who was playing with a whole bunch of great guys, or the guy who was playing with a whole bunch of merry men who had to work harder to have an impact. The Merry Men guy, because the reality no, is... The reality no, the is, Merry Men guy was great anyway, because the guys you were comparing uh, yeah, him to but, are a bunch of average players. But but this is the thing here. I'm not comparing him to Thanasis, his brother, or to Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> or to Chris Middleton. I'm comparing him to the rest of the NBA. And the fact that he helped take that team to the top of the NBA standings is a far mm-hmm. greater task than LeBron James taking the Lakers to the top of the Western Conference. That's my opinion. As you said, we're going to end up agreeing to disagree because I think there's a lot Absolutely. of people who say, hang on, but the Western Conference is tougher and LeBron had yeah, to do I'm, more in order to get them there. I hear all of those things. But the I was Bucks also say, beat Cyrus, the Lakers in the regular season. I, I was going to bite my tongue and say what I hate when people say that. But... Yanis was playing in the Leaston Conference. But yeah. look, Cyrus, for, look, look, we can argue back and forth and say, but, you know, Yanis uh, didn't have the likes of Kawhi Leonard in his conference. He didn't have the likes of Jamal Murray in his conference. He, he didn't have 
obviously this yeah this season we didn't really see the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the Houston Rockets in his conference. Like who? I mean, KD and Kyrie weren't really playing together this season, yeah. so he didn't have like that hard team to face. I mean, which was the hardest team that the Bucks faced in this season? Maybe it was the the playoffs. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's Miami not Heat. get it twisted, Counter. They mm-hmm. played everybody. They might not Absolutely. have to play certain teams four times, but yes, the teams but that they, they did play, yeah. they they have beaten every single team in the NBA this season. And in some of those uh, those games, they did so um, at at you know like without breaking a sweat. You remember when Giannis crowned himself in the game against the Lakers? You know, people are yeah. forgetting I, I, that I, 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 these I things see that happened. I want to see that when when LeBron James gets that ring. I, I want to see Giannis do that again. And, and, and when he gets is, that finals is, fi- finals MVP. <laughs> I want to see him do he's that again. Obviously not going to do that. And this is also <laughs> where people are getting it twisted. This is a regular season award, right? Absolutely. It's not the postseason award. And if you're going to win yeah. that finals MVP, that you know, good luck to you. But you got to do the work. And I think this is why I, I look at Giannis' stats. I understand people making the case for LeBron and him also being an assist leader in the league and all of these things that are 35 and the Lakers. But LeBron also had Anthony Davis there. Anthony Davis could potentially, without LeBron on that Lakers roster, managed to get them to a high seeding in the Western Conference. And so mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that dismissing Giannis and the Bucks and the Eastern Conference is making enough of a case to say LeBron did more. But that isn't even the reason why we started the podcast in the first place. You know, we're actually <laughs> going to talk about it. the conferences and we, we have to talk it. about it. We have to talk <laughs> about it. In fact, I'm busy looking at, at, at uh, the Bucks' results from the regular season and mm-hmm. they beat the Rockets. Um, yeah, they, you know, they've lost to certain teams. Like obviously the the, the Heat, they lost to the Boston Celtics, but mm-hmm. they beat the the Clippers, they beat the Lakers. You know, they, when they've come up against these guys and these teams that they were supposedly lesser than because of the Eastern yeah. Conference, they came out on top mm-hmm. in those games. Obviously, it doesn't count for anything if you can't translate that into the postseason. Um, and I Cyrus. think that's that's weird. It I think, comes down I, I to think it. a young poet once said, "It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing." Yeah, yeah. And, and if you get knocked out in the second round of the playoffs, you ain't got that swing. <laughs> Look, you don't have to dig into your your inner Shannon shop. Look, they also lost to the Lakers, so it's not as if the Bucks were like two and zero against the Lakers. They did lose to them, but even in no, that but Cyrus, game, Cyrus, in no seriousness, right? Yeah. Yanis deserved that MVP. I know even as a, as, a, as a LeBron fan, and LeBron said he was a bit ticked off by the fact that he didn't get as many votes as he thought he would. But if Brother you look man. at the numbers, numbers don't lie. And Yanis and, and performed well. It's just a pity they, they flamed out in the, in the postseason. But Yanis, if you judge just the 82 games in the regular season, obviously they were interrupted mm-hmm. due to the fact that we had the COVID pandemic. Yanis played well. I was just playing the advocate for that guy because because that's, like that's who you are. That's who you are. You are LeBron Stan par excellence. Okay, we have now gotten the MVP discussion out the way. I think that's for me, and and it's always one of those really interesting ones because as somebody asked me, um, and shout out to Alex Granger, Doctor Alex Granger, who who asked me on Twitter, um, he said, "What is the criteria for MVP?" Because now he's confused, and I said, mm-hmm. "There isn't necessarily a set one. The NBA will yeah. ask you to pick." the most valuable player in the league. And those who have a vote say, well, sometimes it's best player on best team. Sometimes it's the best player in the league in terms of stats, you know, and and there will be different reasons and different narratives for why a certain player um, gets that award. Or Russell Westbrook winning it ahead of James Harden that one season, primarily because he's averaged a triple-double. Nobody done that before. How do you not reward that? Then James Harden winning it, uh, you know, by putting up insane scoring numbers, also not winning the league. Russell Westbrook, Triple-double average over the season, not winning the league. So, you know, winning the regular season MVP is great, but it doesn't necessarily translate into success when it really counts. And I think that's where there's some really interesting things that happen in the NBA and potentially could borrow from other sports because I think they should have like a regular season trophy where you're like, okay, guys, you did this. Well done. As opposed to, right, the season's ended. We don't even want to think about it anymore. It, it doesn't have the gravitas that it deserves. 
Um, and that's uh, perhaps uh, a topic for a different uh, podcast. Um, yeah. Kaunda, let's talk about the, the state of the conference finals right now. So as we are recording this, um, we've got a game happening um, later tonight, which will be the Boston yep. Celtics taking on the Miami Heat. That'll be game four of their series. Yep. The Miami yep. Heat have been incredible. They really have been incredible this season. Um, I just don't know what you know it's one of those where you just don't know how certain guys manage to find another level to rise to and and maybe this is bubble basketball you know where you don't have crowds putting pressure on you and so a player like um like tyler hero really doesn't have any pressure when he's making those shots he's, he's just playing a game you know this could be pickup yep. somewhere so what do you think has fueled miami in terms of their run Look, Cyrus, first of all, uh, Miami ha have a lot on their sides. First of all, Pat Riley, that's, mm. th th that's an NBA legend with chips under his belt, right? Mm. Secondly, the coach, Eric Spolstra, he's been here before. Yeah. He's taken this team to back-to-back to -to -back championships. Yeah. This is 2012 and 2013 with obviously LeBron there, Chris mm -hmm. Bosh there, Dwayne Wade there, Odanis Haslam. Uh, he even won a chip with Ray Allen in, in the squad. So he has done this before and, and he's worked with young players before. Now, Cyrus, yeah. when the season, well, last season, let's take it back to last season. Uh, yeah. The Heat didn't really look like a big threat in the, in, in, in the East. They could make it to the postseason, but you would think like, ah, they might lose in the second round yeah. because they just don't have that much to push them over that, uh, over that hill, right? Mm -hmm. Then enter one Jimmy Butler. Was, who's becoming some sort of a journeyman in the league, if you will, yeah. because obviously starting at the Bulls. Papa, was, Jimmy to, was a rolling stone. Was a rolling stone, you know, going to, to the Timberwolves, then uh, spending a season at the Sixers, then now mm. winding up in Miami. Heat, I yeah. think he, uh, he, he, he brings some sort of veteran leadership. Not some sort of, he brings veteran leadership. Yeah. And, and he brings some sort of dog-like mentality. That, that, that pushes the youngsters. I, I remember watching early videos when he arrived in Miami. Him, Tyler Hero, and one Bam Adebayo yep. were doing some photo opportunity. And you could tell Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, who are two standout players from that squad, look mm. at him as a big brother. They look yeah. at him as a mentor. They look at him as a guy who's played enough basketball to be able to advise them on how to become the best player they can yeah. be. And I think he is that locker room guy. I always like to re refer him similar to being similar to one of your favorite players Cyrus and that is Draymond Green mm. Draymond Green from your favorite uh, team the Golden State Warriors yep. he's that dog he's that dog he to me he's unlike Patrick Beverly who just talks it Draymond yeah. Green actually does it I have seen Draymond Green <laughs> and as a LeBron fan I have seen Draymond Green frustrate LeBron he is that much of a dog, you know, he, he gets yeah. up in people's faces and then he, he, he makes the Golden State Warriors a better team. Let's go back to Jimmy Butler. And I think that's mm -hmm. what he's doing for, 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 the, for, for, for the Miami Heat. I mean, you, you, you know, Goran Dragic is there also. He, he, he's a bit of a, yeah. you know, he's not the youngest of players, but he also brings that experience there, right? Mm. Uh, you know, Dennis, uh, Dennis Smith Jr.? No, 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 no. Um, no, sorry. It's, it's not Dennis Smith Jr. It's, um, it's yeah, the other one, well. Derek, Derek, is it Derek, Derek Jones. Jones. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. He, 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 all those youngsters seem to feed off the energy of Jimmy Butler. And I know I might seem like I'm giving Jimmy all the credit here, but I think You've been doing when it. he arrived, when he arrived at this franchise, Cyrus, something has happened. There's been a paradigm shift. Those youngsters have started believing in themselves. Remember, you and I have had uh, discussions about one Bama de Bayo and how yeah. he always played in the shadow of one Hassan Whiteside. Now, obviously, mm. Hassan has gone to Portland, but it's like Jimmy must have had a uh, Jimmy or Coach Spolstra, I don't know, must have had a discussion with them and say, "This is your time, young man. It's time yeah. to rise. It's yeah. time to be the real Bam Bam from the Flintstones." You, you know, know this. And, and, Look what he's doing right now. Look, 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 the kind of performance that is coming out of these youngsters from Miami can only come from an efficient leader, an effective leader, somebody who tells them you can, and they believe him. It's, it's, it's kind of like that follow my lead mentality. Mm. And I can only attribute this to Jimmy Butler's side. Huh? 
Look, I, I think this is the thing that I, I always have this departure point when it comes to the influence certain players have because I, Jimmy Butler is not Michael Jordan. But nope. I think that what, what you do as a coaching staff is you say, we bring this guy on board and you back him. And I think this is yeah. one of the things that Coach Spolstra has done is that he said to the guys, listen, Jimmy is going to be the guy who you have to emulate. He wants mm -hmm. to work hard. He does work hard. He wants you to work hard. He wants you to the, be the best that you can be. It's not worked out at other places because he's tried to lift people and their mentalities were not right. But this is the perfect um, fit of the culture of the organization as well as the star player where they've brought somebody on board. Jimmy Butler is a five-time All-Star, right? But yep. the interesting thing about him is that he's never been an All-NBA first-teamer. The highest he's gotten is the, to the third team. So he's not one of those guys who's putting up incredible scoring numbers. He's won the Most Improved Player of the Year award that was in 2015. Crazily, yep. the year after Goran Dragic won the Most Improved Player of the Year award in 2014. So mm -hmm. you, you look at these guys and, and what they have is this mentality of no one will ever be able to tell us we're not good enough. We put in the effort, we will get there. And, and also yeah. the expectations relatively low. It's not as if, you know, this is the LeBron Miami Heat where people are like, oh, they've got King James and Dwayne Wade. They've got to do things and Chris Bosh. This is a, okay, Jimmy Butler's joined a fairly solid team. What can they do? So to get to this point, to have ousted teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, there's something about their approach, how they're playing in these games that has managed to make them almost invincible in the bubble where you can beat them in a game but they will keep coming at you and that doggedness mm -hmm. is really the key thing um but then let's contrast that with the, the boston celtics because for me the celtics are really a team on the rise and it's crazy to say that when you're looking at some of the like jason tatum this is his third season in the nba the same yep. with jalen brown um yep. in fact i think jalen brown's been been in the nba for four seasons now yeah, I think um, Jalen came here before yeah. uh, Jason Tatum, yeah? And, and, and so when you look at these guys, right, they're, they're basically the cornerstone of, of this, this franchise. You've added a Kemba Walker to the mix. You've lost mm -hmm. Al Horford. But then you also have gained a fit, though he struggled for fitness, Gordon Hayward. They've got star talent. Where they've Cyrus, had I, failings. I, I, yeah. I got I to gotta throw this one in. Don't forget my man Daniel Tice. No, I was going to say, uh, Daniel Tice, although Daniel Tice, <laughs> he's not a star. He's just there. But Marcus no, but Morris, he's efficient, Cyrus. But no, no, he is efficient. Marcus, Marcus he, Smart. Marcus, sorry, Marcus Smart. Marcus uh -huh. Smart. Jeesh. Yeah, that's who I mean. Marcus Smart really is one of the, the he epitomizes what's good about this team. So when I heard, mm -hmm. like we all heard, the world heard about how they went off in the, in the change room after like the game two defeat to, to the Celtics. You can understand he just is tired of losing. He wants to win. This is a guy who's got a winner's mentality. He might not necessarily mm -hmm. be the best guy on the team, but he can certainly be the hardest working guy on the team. And that mirrors Jimmy Butler's um, work ethic. So Absolutely, it's, it's interesting seeing those guys butt heads. But the thing for me about the Celtics is that there's a, there's a, they seem more refined. Does that make sense? Like they're a little bit more polished in terms of the players that they have. When you think of Jason Tatum, he's smooth on the ball. He looks like he could do just about anything. You look at Jalen mm -hmm. Brown, he's also got a really, really nice shot. You know, th their game looks good. Whereas the Heat, they're hitting you dagger, punch, jab, like whatever they will scratch just to get that win. And they get there and they pummel yeah. teams sometimes. Whereas the Celtics, you know, you can sort of see them going through through the, the motions of like, oh man, we got to play basketball today. Oh, we're pretty good at this. Wait, hang on. These other guys are beating us. What are we going to do? Okay, fine. Maybe we can play better. You know, and now we're starting to see them really pull through. Jason Tatum in particular has to do way more in order to pull his team to the front. Do you think mm -hmm. Brad Stevens can get the Celtics to another level to get them past the heat? Because this is a tough battle. I always say yes, he can, Cyrus, because he's done this before and he didn't even have, I mean, I, I would say um, Kemba Walker is, is, is relatively a better point guard than, uh, than Isaiah Thomas. And yeah. wasn't he the same coach that took an Isaiah Thomas-led Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, yeah. Where obviously they lost to LeBron and the, the Cavaliers at that time. But still, I think 
when you talk about the smoothness of the Celtics compared to the, you know, the raggedness of, of mm. the Heat, I think it also speaks to the coaching styles of one yeah. Spolstra and, and one Brad Stevens. And I think yeah. you, you you see the coaching styles come out in the in the way that the two teams play. Spolstra obviously has got a team that really only started gelling this season, so he's making mm-hmm. the most of it, and it's just, it, it's almost like follow Jimmy. You know, yeah. G- G- Jimmy's leading you guys. And, and, and the style of play that you see in the heat mimics a Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It, it mimics a Jimmy Butler. So you can see that doggedness. You can see that braggedness. And that's what Jimmy does. That's what he did at the Bulls. That's what he tried mm. to do in Minnesota and tried to do in Philly. And then when you look, I, I, I think, at the Celtics, uh, you know, one Jalen Brown, one Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker—they're those kind of smooth players. Yeah. And, and I think the coaching style of Brad Stevens also comes out through that. That's why a, a player like Marcus Smart stands out, like you said, because he's mm. got that Jimmy Butler type mentality. Yeah. If you're if you're scrambling for a loose ball with Marcus Smart or Jimmy Butler, you're gonna get an elbow or something. You might lose a finger, <laughs> a, a knee. <laughs> you might lose a tooth. <laughs> you know, those, those guys are are that hardcore. And, yeah. And, and but I think it's it's also coaching styles. But Cyrus, the one thing I like about these two squads, right? Give or take mm-hmm. one or two players, they're both relatively young. Yeah. The young squads, so they've li- literally got nothing to lose. Yeah. Okay. The 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 in terms of seeding, obviously the the Boston Celtics were higher, right? So they, yeah. they proved themselves came in quite a high seed. But both of them, if you look at the composition of these teams, these are young guys. They've got mm. nothing to lose. They're leaving everything on the court. They're like, let's go in, guys. Let's go in. We win or lose, but let's rather win. But 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 we leave it all on the court. That's yeah. why. I think uh, when when Boston were too down, that's why I think that the, the tension was there in the locker room. Like we can do better than this. Yeah. We're seeded higher than these guys. Why are they taking us to the cleanest? And I think that's why in mm. Game Three they were like, "Oh, it's like that, huh? We got an answer for you." And 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 I, and I think that kind of comeback creates a great series. It does, and that's exactly what we want: is a great series here because at the end of it all. What we want to see is a Boston Celtics play their best basketball against a Miami Heat playing their best basketball. Because mm-hmm. that's what makes for entertaining stuff. I, I just think, you know, when, when I think about the Celtics, I think Brad mm-hmm. Stevens is also the kind of coach who he's been, he's obviously been praised for, for the way he coaches his teams, the way he mm-hmm. utilizes um, his players during games and in-game situations. Because the in-game coaching is the, one of the most important things. You can help guys mm-hmm. with how you're going to set up screens and, you know, draw plays up. But it's really about how you play the situations. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if Brad Stevens has had the best time of it with his in-game situations in the postseason in terms of how he's managed to get the most out of his guys, get people good looks. And and I think that's what Spolstra has done well, is that he said, look, let's draw up plays. Everybody on this team could win a game for us. We could draw something yep. up for the rookie Tyler Hero. You know, whereas if you look at the Celtics, I don't think they have to turn to one of their bigger people to to win a game for them. And if the ball's not in Tatum's hands, you're a little, you know, surprised, but you're also like, okay, fine, it could be Jalen Brown, or it could be Kemba Walker, or it could be Gordon Haywood. You know, they have those kinds of, of, of guys. When you look at the Heat, you're always thinking, okay, this ball's got to find its way to Jimmy. Oh, wait, hang on. It's Tyler Hero. Oh, wait, it's Duncan Robinson. Anything could happen yep. there. So I think it's that kind of stuff that that makes the Heat very tricky to to, to gauge. Um, and and But this is also what's really, really intriguing, and, and perhaps we'll, we'll use this point to, to move on, is that Either one of these teams has to win this series. Yep. If it's the Heat or the Celtics, it will be an incredible achievement for either one of them to make it to the NBA Finals. Who do you think of these teams would be the biggest threat to either one of the teams in the West? Obviously, you're expecting the Lakers to go through, and I think most of us are. But who do you think would be the better match? Exactly, exactly. Look, Cyrus, uh, I think in terms of the intimidation factor, uh, any team coming out of the West would want the Boston Celtics. I I kind of feel as a Western Conference team, you could easily intimidate the the, the Boston Celtics because they they seem to be, I don't want to say weaker, but but, but they seem to be less rugged and um, 
I mean, even with Marcus Smart being that that that, that leader of the Raganis, he, yeah. he's not the de facto leader of the team, right? No, no. So, no. so, so the team is being led by someone like Jason Tatum, who is mm. he's good, but he's not. Well, I, I don't know how remember, to put this. This is the same. This is the same Jason Tatum that dunked on LeBron when he was at the that, Cavs. You know, Cyrus. That that was once off. Yeah. But it's one of those got, things he's gonna he's gonna tell his grandkids about that. We, he's we, got we that tenacity. That. It wasn't thirty five year old Bron either. <laughs> right, it was like thirty three year old Bron. Yeah. He was still over thirty. This guy was fresh out of college. You, you know, he and was going he, he for was the win. And, and, and you know, and anybody's is fallible. You you can dunk on anybody. I mean, I'm yeah. sure even no, no, Jordan course, got dunked course, on a couple of times. But if I look at you know back to the question at hand, mm-hmm. I think. The, the 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 way who, the way in which the Heat are playing and who's leading them, you 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 don't want to face the Heat with your foot off the gas. They they're in such a zone that they could they could take another championship back to Miami if if whoever comes out of the West takes the foot off the gas. So I think there would be a harder fight. That's an interesting call. That I mean, because I hear you in terms of the effort levels, perhaps you know, like Miami are the Miami are the kind of team who will really go at it and try and get into the throats of whoever they're playing, and so I, I, mm-hmm. I get that. But when I look at it in terms of of pure just talent on the roster, I think Boston has to take it in terms. I suppose primarily of the the, the starting five and potentially the the six, right? Mm-hmm. But then I start looking at some of the other guys on the roster, and I'm like, "Are you really going to ask Semi or Jelaya to go out and do some stuff? Um, mm. How how important does somebody like um, Javante Green become, or you know, Robert you know Williams, about. Grant Williams? You know, <laughs> these guys, they they they've basically Romeo almost, Langford. Yeah, Lord. Okay, but <laughs> but but the thing about it is that they become really important uh, pieces when you're starting to look at it in terms of when you need bench depth. When you need to mm-hmm. try and get guys to to like, if you're giving LeBron some rest, you can still pull on like a, a Markeith Morris who can still not LeBron levels of activity, but he'll give you some stuff. And now you're trying to put him up against like a you know Grant Williams. I don't know if that's the kind of matchup. So Boston really does look a little bit less stable. Is that is yep. that or let's say competitive? Um, less competitive because if you look at the Miami Heat, I mean a, a player like. Like, like like Jay Crowder, it, it, yeah, it, he, he 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 he's tried and tested, and, and, and you know he he's he plays at 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 a Markeith Morris level. Mm. So, so so exactly, so, you know, if you throw a Jay Crowder at Markeith Morris, I think that's even Stevens. No, no, I, I think that's that's brick walls hitting brick walls, and and then yep. you're also looking at some of the other guys like. Uh, Iggy, uh, Andre Gudala, yeah, you know, he, he can also do a job in the defensive end. They could also, you know, then try and throw players like Myers Leonard, who I suppose you're not necessarily seeing much of him, but um, Kelly Olinick, you know, people to try and unsettle the, the, the opposition. Although, although, although with Iggy, I'm kind of concerned if he has gotten over the PTSD of that block, if he comes face to face with LeBron. He, he might just lose his composure. It's it's a weird thing you say that because Iggy went and won a championship before that block. So you know, yes, yep. LeBron had to do everything in his power to get his his hands on that ring. But Iggy's been there Ooh. and done that too. So I don't think he's the kind of guy who'll be like, um, yeah, I'm really scared about what happens. He'll be like, this could be my last season in the league. Maybe I'd block LeBron this time. <laughs> Straight up, straight up. So, nah, but, enough respect but, to Iggy. I was just kidding though. But but I must say, look, of course you were kidding because Iggy's not going to be out there like that. But I must say that looking at it in terms of matchups, I still uh-huh. think I'd rather see the Celtics go through. Maybe it's the prestige of it. Maybe it's just some of the players that they have on that team. The underdog story is a great one. And so I like the Miami narrative. But I think in terms of a competitive finals, you know, it would be nice to see what, what Brad Stevens tries to come up with. Uh, and then obviously, if it is the Lakers, a Lakers versus mm-hmm. Celtics NBA finals, I mean, that's just legendary stuff. You're adding to, yep. the, to, to history. Let's go to the Western Conference uh, as we lose time here. Giannis really cost us. Um, <laughs> no, Yanis has got a brother called Costas. He didn't. That cost is him. true. And Costas didn't cost. And us. he plays for the Lakers. Oh And Costas plays for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we managed to keep Yanis in the conversation. 
Um, but before we go, we didn't mention Gordon Haywood. Do you think his impact is going to, he's going to have a big impact for the Celtics as they try to get through um, the, the heat and, and make it to the NBA Finals? Look, Cyrus, uh, even with the injuries that have obviously plagued him over the past couple of seasons, I, mm. I think that that, 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 that injury in his uh, debut for the Celtics, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know, I think that started a roller coaster of sorts mm. for him. Yeah. But he is, he is an impactful player, Cyrus. You know, he, yeah. he might be misleading in his, when you just look at him, but, but he is one of uh, the best three guards I've seen play in the league. You're judging a book yeah. by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I'm saying, you know, like right now he looks like Magnum PI with that mustache. And you're like, what? <laughs> What's going Some, on? Here? Somebody the said man. once he looks like if a craft beer looked like a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also saw a meme today that says, why does Gordon Hayward look like he won rings with Bill Russell? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! He's got that that old Mad, Magnum yeah. PI mustache thing happening. But Cyrus, what look, a nice player. He's a great player, and and and, and, and you know, as as a three guard, I, I put him right up there with the best that are in the league mm. at the moment. And mm. I think he brings a lot of depth to to the Boston Celtics and experience. You know, ha ha having played you know in the league for for that many years. And I think, yeah. look, he, he he could be the the, the changer because defensively he's not bad either. Yeah, and, and, no, exactly. And if you if you throw him at Jimmy Butler to sort of disrupt Jimmy and, and, and do the switch on Jimmy, that that could prove to be problematic even for an explosive player like Jimmy Butler. Oh, potentially. So I, I think he, he, he could potentially be the, 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 the tide mover here. You know, he could help change the tide mm. in, in the direction of the Celtics. And, and I think it's his shooting as well that's going to be important. I mean, this is a player who averages 18 points a game and he, and he did that uh -huh. this season. You know, yep. when you look at previous seasons, obviously things have been really, really tough um, when you know the injuries and, and and all of that have have plagued him but he's also yep. a fairly good free throw shooter and Absolutely. that's what you want you want to see people who can come with um with the required skill set when it really counts and i think mm -hmm. that gordon haywood is that kind of player who can give you a lot as a coach especially when you need somebody to to shoot because he'll he'll be left open people tend to take their eye off him and and he gets good looks and he plays pretty good basketball so i do think that gordon haywood could potentially be the person that the celtics will lean on a little bit more when they need to get more scoring momentum but let's go to the west let's go to the west but cyrus before we go to the west i gotta do this analysis because it's been ringing bells in my head yes so whichever if the lakers make it out of the west right yeah. whichever team they play it's gonna be a beautiful narrative first of all celtics long-time rivalry lakers yeah. celtics right i'm sure bill russell and and everybody's gonna show up i'm sure Kareem. the logo is gonna show up the, as virtual fans up. Yeah, everybody's going to show up as virtual fans. They'll make it happen. You know, everybody who's played for the Celtics and the Lakers in the in mm. great area is going to show up. But if Miami make it out of the East and the place the Lakers, it's going to be like, hey, coach, because it's LeBron meeting Spolstra again, mm. meeting uh, Haslam, who he played with. So it's going to be that old narrative again, LeBron against the team where he won his first chips. So, yeah. you know, it's, for me, whichever narrative comes out, it, it's going to be good for basketball. And and I, I I like that, but as we, we we stay with things in the West, I look at the West and I look at the Denver Nuggets and I say they've been counted out, especially that game two loss. Anthony Davis hitting that three pointer, it was an incredible shot. Woo! But there was Can something. Can you please add the word sweet to that three pointer? Yeah, it was please. just it was just amazing, dude. And, and um, your boy Charles Barkley said that Anthony Davis does not have that killer instinct. How much more killer can one get? Well, uh, potentially uh, Jamal Murray killer, you know, <laughs> because that guy, my word, he's doing some incredible things for this Nuggets team. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I think you need big personalities. And if there's one thing Absolutely. that has happened at the Nuggets last season and this season is that they've taken the hard road to anything that they've done. Last season, mm -hmm. they had two Game 7 series back-to-back -back when they, um, they, they won their first, game se uh, their first round series and then got knocked out in seven by the Portland Trailblazers. This season, they went and did it all the same way, hard way. Game 7s in the first round, Game 7 in the second round. You know, and, and they've come out on top. And every time, it's be been because of the mental toughness of this team. And this is a young team. I think the average age is like 25. Uh, and I did a... a um, 
I did a preview for for a site um, not too long ago where I talked about the, the the differences in average age. I think the Lakers' average age right now is 28. So would you have a like a, a massive gap in terms of your average ages that way? There's a, an experience thing that plays a big part, but then you also have a youth and and, and invigorated um, energy levels kind of thing. And I think that's what we saw in Game Three for the Nuggets that they just went at the Lakers. They just said, you know what? Let us play our hardest. We will go mm -hmm. for every rebound. We will go for every shot. We will make sure that every possession counts for us. And and let's see what position that puts us in. And they, may, they made sure the Lakers earned every basket they yep. scored. You notice that. Defensively, they were there. They were frustrating. There was a time that the likes of Kuzma and even KCP couldn't buy a bucket. Yeah. I was like, wow. But Cyrus, look. I'm sure you saw, I once put up a, a picture of Jamal Murray and, and Donovan Mitchell saying the future of the NBA is in good hands. Put yeah. that on my uh, Instagram profile. Yeah. Because I saw that uh, coming, you know, watching uh, the Denver Nuggets. They, they, they came down from being 3-1 down against the Utah Jazz in, in, in mm -hmm. the first round. Boom, took that series. Second round, they were like, oh, no, they're taking on the de facto favorites. This is the team that everybody's expecting. These are the Laker killers. These are the yeah. Laker stoppers. And uh, it's going to be a walkover for them. They just need to pack the Denver Nuggets away. They were 3-1 down again, and they were like, no, we want to be the first team in, in NBA history to come back to back, back yeah. down from 3-1 down to, to take two series in a row. And they did it, Cyrus. Like you said, they took the hard road, and it paid off. I mean... Yes, the lost game one against the Lakers, right? I think yeah. experience uh, uh, played a part and, in and that. And they were game, outplayed in that game. They were outplayed. Game two was pretty even, Cyrus. I mean, it, they, they were losing by one point at, 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 at just before the buzzer and before AD hit that bucket. They, mm. if, if AD had missed that bucket, they would have lost by a point. It, yeah. it, it, it should have been 1-1 one, one, yeah. uh, one, one at, that, uh, at that stage. But what I saw them come in game three with was that everything remains on the court. We're going to outplay these guys. We're going to out-hustle them. We're going to out-rebound mm. them. Cyrus, the the, Jamal Murray had more rebounds than AD and, 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 and JaVale McGee, McGee and, and, Dwight and Dwight Howard put together in the second half of that game. <laughs> How is that possible? Cyrus, I was watching that game. I was up at 3 in the morning trying to watch my Lakers win. And the way Anthony Davis, LeBron James how spent they looked in the fourth quarter. I was worried. I was like, mm. you know what? Although they, 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 you know, they came up, they, they, they called yeah, they back were, from a 20-point 20, 20 deficit at yeah. one point and they took it to a two-point game. But still, Cyrus, you could see the youth athleticism in, and in the, the never-say-die attitude of them. Yeah, well, it, it paid off. I mean, big shout-out to Rajan Rondo. I think his defensive prowess helped the Lakers in those Get final close. minutes. close, yeah. But... The Denver Nuggets were just younger, faster, fresher legs. More the, driven. The Lakers, the, the Lakers looked like me in Randburg. They were just like, you know what? Uh, I need, <laughs> oh, I need a drink of water. Randburg. Yeah, you might need a <laughs> I bottle. I need a drink of water. Yeah. I need but, a bottle of water because I'm spent. But that's interesting, though, because as much as, and, and maybe that might be something to talk about here, because you talk about it in terms of they were spent. This Lakers team had a long layoff. They should have way more energy in their legs than the Nuggets who just came from game seven, had like, what, a day's rest, maybe two days rest to get into to, to this series. And you sort of saw that in game one of the series. Now, mm -hmm. if we're suddenly saying, because LeBron put in a triple-double, nobody's talking about that because of the performance of the team. But 30 points, yeah. 10 rebounds, 11 assists is incredible. Anthony Davis scores 27 points. And then the only other two players to score in double figures in the game were Kentavious Caldwell-Pope with 12 and Kyle Kuzma with 11. You compare mm -hmm. that to the Denver Nuggets, and the Nuggets were like, okay, fine. Maybe what we do is we say, LeBron and AD, you guys go out there and take your shots. We can live with you making some tough ones, but we're going to make yeah. sure that they're tough. Then we'll have Nikola Jokic score 22 points and grab 10 boards. I'll have Jamal Murray score 28 points, grab 8 boards and 12 assists. And Jeremy Grant suddenly came alive, scored 26 points. And then you had Monte Cyrus. Morris contribute 14. Cyrus, if if there was a man of the match or man of the game in, in basketball, I think last Jeremy night, Grant. Jeremy Grant was present in that mm. moment, Cyrus. He was like, we are not going down three yep. 
and O here. We are not going down three and O. We are taking this game. Whether I, 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 I force fouls against LeBron, he's going to foul me. Whether I, I you know, I he hustle did for those all. rebounds. He did it all. When I was watching that game, I was like, Lord, we he are was seven, seven from 11 from field goal range, dude. I mean, Cyrus, sometimes you just have one of those games. And mm-hmm. if it's your night, it's your night. And, 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 and I think, I mean, I'll ask you a question, Cyrus. What, 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 what this made me think, right? This is a team that's come down from a being a three, 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 three one, one down. down. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Do you think this morning or last night's performance might ignite the fire back into the team to say, maybe we can take this? Maybe we can go all the way. I here. must say, I must say, Kounder, if there was ever a time for it to happen and it happened in game three, I think the Nuggets will just say, we didn't just win this. We didn't scrape a win. Yes, it got a little tight towards the end, but we managed to eke out a fairly solid win here. We had them by the throat and we basically toyed with them. If we can do that in game three, what stops us from doing it in game four? And so I and think fun. they'll believe in themselves. <laughs> oh, look, let's let's even the series before we, we, we start looking a little further. So, mm. you know, if it's if it gets to 2-2 and the Nuggets have really played good basketball and have actually managed to limit some of the looks, I think then they will really start looking at it and saying, we've got these guys where we want them. And anything can happen at that point. Um, because I think that like oh, the combination of Murray and Jokic really is it's it's a star-studded duo you know and mm-hmm. nobody expected that and this is a team that also had a bad shooting night from one of their key shooters in gary harris who you'd expect to yeah. knock down shots he only had seven points um so they've really managed to get a lot of offense out of people who you don't necessarily expect it from and they're just they're just pushing i absolutely love how much paul Millsap is giving on the defensive end as well i read a stat saying something like when Millsap was matched up against Anthony Davis, Davis was shooting 22 or 25%. Davis against any wow. other nugget was shooting at 66%. So it goes to show you just how much work Millsap was was putting in and how effective mm-hmm. that was. Um, so I think that the Nuggets will really look at this and say, we have our game plan. We know exactly how to beat these guys. Let's do it again. Jeremy, if you can do, give us 26 points again, that's awesome. Or rather, give us maybe even five points less. But Gary Harris, we need at least another 15 from you and and mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. come in with a few more because he only had nine points. I think this Nuggets team have got everything to, to play for. They have nothing to lose. Nobody expects them to advance. Nobody expects them to make it to the NBA Finals. And and they'll just say, what, there's no pressure on us. The pressure was on the Clippers in the previous round and look at what that did to them. The pressure's on the Lakers this time round and let's see what that will do. It's just that LeBron has lived with pressure his whole life. So, you know... Well, sometimes, Cyrus, that, that, that makes the great story, right? I mean, you know, uh, stands the injuries from last season. Mm. Isn't that similar to the story of the Toronto Raptors? Yeah. Nothing to lose. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, the stars fell in their favor when, when, when uh, the, the Golden State Warriors were hit with so many injuries. You mm. know, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Clay Thompson, you know. Yeah. But that's the story sometimes you want to tell, right? Nobody mm-hmm. believed that the Denver Nuggets would even make it out of the first round. And yeah. there they go to, to, to go all the way to the NBA Finals. But they've still got a, uh, a bunch of Lakers to put away if they want to do that. And uh, I'm still sticking by my Lakers in five. But, you know, let, let's see what happens as the week progresses, right? I, th- I think I called this Lakers in six. And, uh, and I think that e- even if the Nuggets win game four, um, sorry, game five, um, <laughs> It is game four, right? And they even this up to 2-2. Yeah, and they even this up to 2-2. I think that that's when we'll see LeBron do what LeBron has to do. I just, and you know, maybe I've been one of those who, you know, I'll be right eventually, where I say, is this the season where LeBron's age will catch up to him? Um, But (laughs) at some point, it will be the case. He just does so much and at such an elite and high level that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of is expected of him. And without all of his production, this Lakers team would be nowhere. Um, he, he didn't just have a good game. He had a great game and they lost. Absolutely. You know, and, and yeah. that says a heck of a lot about how well the Nuggets play, but also just how hard it is when you're playing at this level. Because yeah. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, two blocks. And you're just like, okay, 
how close did we get, coach? <laughs> you know? Eight points. <laughs> like, wow. Still an eight-point game. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's wild. And, and if I'm the Lakers, I look at this and I say, okay, did we back the wrong youngster? I love Kyle Kuzma. Um, but 11 points is just not enough. Um, he needs to, 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 to get more involved in the game and to do a lot more. Um, Kaunda, we've, we're coming to the end of the podcast. So I have to, let's, let's do this thing. So you're saying Lakers make it through to the, to, to the finals. We've already spoken yep. about the fact that they could play the, the Celtics and, uh, or the Heat and what those narratives might be. But let's look at it in terms of what happens if the Nuggets shock everybody and they make it to the NBA finals. Um, who is the best matchup for them? Cyrus, uh, I'll stick by my previous comments. If the Nuggets make it out of the West, they'll fancy the Boston Celtics. I think the Boston Celtics will be an easier fight for them. And I mm -hmm. think if the Boston, well, the thing is, if the Nuggets beat the Lakers, yeah, which I hope doesn't happen, they will be tired. Yeah. And if the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat, they will equally be tired. Yeah. So, looking at the size of the pieces and who they play through. So, Jamal Murray playing at a very elite level. Mm -hmm. Jokic owning the paint. Yeah. Harris being Jamal's, uh, you know, second option. Yeah. Uh, well, third option after. So, obviously, it's Murray, Jokic, then, then Harris, right? Yeah. I think... If I look at the Celtics, then I say Kemba, Jalen Brown, and Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, and Gordon Hayward. Ah, and Gordon Hayward. Cyrus, it'll be one for the ages. That will be a seven-game series, which I can't call right now. I'm telling you right now. So, so if, you think if, if, the Celtics would be a more difficult matchup for the, for the Nuggets? I think so. If I look at matchups, although... If you look at the Heat, let, no, let me go mm -hmm. back. If you look at the Heat, the Heat will be less tired beating the Celtics. For some reason, I feel that way. Well, they are. If they do it, and they do it in a good time, because they're up in their series, they're up 2-1. Yeah. Um, if they yep. do it in good time, then yeah, they might have some some more um, in their legs. Um, yep. But then let's look at matchups, though. Uh-huh. Because, you know, when you look at that Heat team, you, you got to look around and say, who on this Heat team really inspires you to go, okay, this is going to be really, really tough. Jimmy Butler is a fantastic, fantastic player. No no doubt about it. Bam Adebayo, he should be able to get the better of Ennis Cantor and Daniel Tice, right? Yep. Um, in those games. Though we're finding that the centers are not like out there scoring 50 points. Thank goodness. This isn't, you know, uh, back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. But then will the Nuggets think we can't get them better of like a Tyler Hero or a Goran Dragic because they've got squad players who can actually do very well like a Tory Craig and a Monte Morris who actually defend quite well. But but who would be... You see, I, I, I can see uh, Dragic maybe uh, being a... guarding up a, a Murray very yeah. well, but who would they put up? Because the, the, the key here is one uh, Nikola Jokic. Nikola and, Jokic. And, and that's who, it. Who, 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 who at, at the Heat? Who, who, it has, has to be Kelly Bam. Olenek, it has to be has Bam. Has Kelly Olenek got it in him to to, to to take some minutes off Bam Adebayo and, and, and guard one? Because Kelly is, is, is marginally slower than, 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 than the Nikola well, Jokic. Well, Bam Adebayo... Jokic is the best center in the NBA outside of maybe, you know, I've got mad love for Joel Embiid. But the things that Absolutely. Jokic is doing are just really, really next level. So in terms of hustle, I think Bam would be the, a great defensive fit as long as he stays out of foul trouble. Um, but Kelly Olenek will do a serviceable job. He's just not going to be, you know, stopping Jokic. There's no one stopping Jokic. Anthony Davis tried and he couldn't stop Jokic. But size-wise, do you think Bam Adebayo is enough for Jokic? Well, look, Bam is 6'9". You know, it's not like he's 6'3". He's 
Um, and okay. although Jokic is a seven footer, you know, he's, he's got a, b- a bit of bulk on him. So Jokic can probably shoot over him, but Bam's got a yep. lot of, of defensive uh, acumen. You know, he, he puts his body to work and he gets in there. So I don't, I think Bam would be a good, a good matchup against Jokic. Do I th- see him stopping him? No. But do I see him slowing him down? Yes. It's just how much will, will either team have to do? I must say, um, from my perspective, I'd love to see a Nuggets versus Celtics finals. That would be a really, really great, fun finals to see. But even if it but, was... But, but an, what about matchups in the paint, Cyrus? <laughs> against the <laughs> Which Heat? Matchup? You're no, talking about the, the, in Celtics. the paint against the Nuggets. Look, yes. Look, the thing is, you put Daniel who, Tice... Who? Look, remember, the Celtics have beaten teams who've also had good centers, right? Yep. Who was on their, in their path on the way to... to um, this particular point of the season. Was it not one um, 76ers team? Yep. And they, 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 they did. So look, I mean, Cyrus, I'm just, I'm just thinking like Jokic and Murray are playing at such a high level. You, you really need to be able to throw people at those guys to make them tired. Yeah. If you want to win a series. But this very same Celtics team went up against a Joel Embiid, a below par Joel Embiid in the first round, and then Paul, uh, Marcus Gasol and uh, Serge Ibaka at the at the uh-huh. Raptors, and they didn't die because those guys were so much better than them. So I think uh-huh. that they'll find systems that work. Robert Williams did quite a good job in in the Toronto series. I think they'll find um, people that work, but it has to be about how much you limit Jokic in terms of getting to his spots. Try and make him take worse shots, but he's knocking down ridiculous ones. So how do you defend against that? You just have to make sure your offense is working at a higher level than than Denver's. Absolutely. But Cyrus, look, whichever way these series go, the winner is basketball and us, right? Oh, all the way, Counter. <laughs> all the way. This is where we have to leave the poster podcast. Thank you so much for listening. What? Um, we, I know. I know it's been incredible, Counter. We still, the time Cyrus, we've got 30 minutes left in the tank. Come on now. <laughs> Let's keep talking. Trust me. This is just how it goes. You end up being tired and you don't make it to the NBA finals, you know? <laughs> so we're going to have to leave it there, Kay. Thanks so much, buddy. Um, yeah, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been the poster podcast from me, Cyrus Rogers. And from me, Kamunda Chama, a.k.a. Uh-huh. Western Conference K. Oh, no. Conference, <laughs> Conference Finals, Finals K. K. Conference Finals K. He doesn't even okay. know his own nickname uh, that he gave himself. But yeah, it's been real. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again.